All right. Welcome, okay. welcome, welcome, welcome. Can everybody hear? Can everybody hear? Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. If you would slide on over to the chat box and let us know who you are. And if you're here, that would be great. Say hello. Um, welcome to Zenful Conversations. You can find us every single day having conversations in a private Facebook group for women. We are in our fourth year. For more information on this group and all of our many Zoom offerings, please visit zenfulconversations.com. My name is Zen Jen Brown. I'm your host today, and we are here today with our guest speaker, zooming in with us all the way from Budapest, Hungary, international best-selling author and all-around great guy, Mark Recklau. Hello. Mark, Mark, you inspire me. You oh. inspire me. Thank you so very much for being with us today. It's a pleasure. It's great a pleasure to be great. with you. Wonderful. A little bit about Mark. Let me give a little bit about Mark. Mark is the author of 13 books, including international bestsellers, 30 Days, Change Your Habits, Change Your Life, Love Yourself First, and How to Become a People Magnet. His books have reached more than 1 million readers and have been translated in more than 15 languages, including Spanish, German, Japanese, Thai, Indonesian, Chinese, Portuguese, Russian, and Korean. He wrote the book in 2014 after being fired from his job and literally went from jobless to bestseller, which is the title of his second book. Mark's mission is to empower people to create the life they want and give them the resources and tools to make that happen. He writes about habits, productivity, and happiness. His message is simple. Many people want to change things in their lives, but few of them are willing to do a simple set of exercises consistently over a period of time. You can plan and create success and happiness in your life by instilling habits that support you on the way to your goals. Information on how to connect with Mark directly will be shared at the end of this conversation today, as well as in the follow-up email to all the registrants. We're so happy to have you here with us, Mark. Thank you again for your time. And Thank your you for your nice, your nice intro. Thank you. Ah, ah. Mark, um, we have been reading from several of your books in our group. We read every day, and today mm -hmm. is day number 1,263 wow. we are at. Um, I absolutely love the simplicity of your books. They're very easy to read. The style of your books I find lovely. Um, and the message that they share is beautiful as well. So thank you very much for writing them. Thank you for reading them. <laughs> yeah. oh. Without my readers, I would be nothing. So I'm very happy to get also this feedback and it was intentional. I wanted to write simple books because where I come from after I was jobless, I did a life coach training and everything. And I noticed that in that time, long time ago, eight, nine years ago in Spain, people wanted to make everything complicated. And they talked in such a complicated way, probably to show their intelligence. But I got tired when I listened to them and I couldn't do the exercises that I should do because at the end, as you said, it's the exercises that will change our lives. So I, from the beginning, I said, I want to write simple books. And then I found my voice also. And of course, then when I get nice feedback like yours or from other readers, then you, then I see, okay, I'm on the right way. I got like my niche there, simple. Yeah, simple is good. Well, I feel like I know you a little bit. You're very, I feel your happiness, you know, it, it, it's really lovely. And I, that's why I was really honored that and thrilled that you said you would do this with us. Yes, yeah, small steps, consistency, persistence, perseverance, and developing positive habits will allow you to reach any goal. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's, that's your words. <laughs> can, can you share with us a little bit about your journey, something that led you to this point in time that with this viewpoint? Yeah, it's great that we talk now and not eight years ago, because now I can really tell you it works. Because eight years ago, I was jobless. And I had my coaching training done. And I have heard about all these exercises and about writing down your goals and being grateful, but I never practiced it. And then when I 
uh, was jobless, my most important excuse fell away. The excuse, I don't have time. And then I said, okay, now I have nothing to lose anymore. I had some savings, so I knew I will be good for two years. And I started just doing these exercises and that's, and then I noticed a small, small improvements, right? And then I wrote the book. And when I was writing the book, I was still writing about experimenting and it still took a while. So it's still, I think my success came like big, big success came like the last three years. So it's also like, it's like a small improvement and it gets exponential. So uh, you said it, I have now over a million readers. I calculated in there the 200,000 pirate copies because I have found two pages where there are 100,000 pirate downloads. So I count them too to make the numbers better. So on Amazon and internationally, I have 800,000 readers, but with the pirates, I have a million. And also like all also these numbers exploded in the last two, three years. And also as an author, um, same thing, yeah? So I was an author, I was selling books, I was writing books, but like from 215 to 218, 219, it was moderate. And then 220 was like my breakthrough year, probably also with the pandemic helped for us writers because people were just reading more. And, mm. and that's it, but um, when I look back now, I can see it, you know, and I'm thankful to myself to my former me that I never gave up because when you look back, there were so many times where I was this close to give up, you know, and just say, okay, look for a job or, yeah. And there was something inside me that always said, like, one more try, come on a little bit more. And that's also when we talk about purpose, right? There was this something in me that said, no man, work a little more, do a little more, try a little harder and don't give up. And finally, when you nearly think, when will it ever happen? I think the first, when, when I forgot about when I will, when will it happen? That's when it happened. So mm -hmm. when you just do your things, you have to know what you do every day, little goals, little things. And then with time, it will come. And so it's nice that now after eight years, I can be an example sitting here talking about this very, convincingly because my life has fulfilled it and I come from nothing you know I was really I was on $800 jobless welfare eight years ago so and that means also if I can do it everybody can do it you know yeah I do know I, I I've, I'm not I'm not not on the same level you are by any means but I'll tell you you know when you do make some breakthroughs, it proves to yourself that, you know, you can, you can do it, you can do it. That's what I really like though about what you share is, it's not anything extraordinary. It's really super duper small, small things. It's just doing them every day. Um, wow, do you, do you consider this a spiritual practice? I don't know, because I considered myself before a very spiritual person. But now, but I think I was too spiritual. So I had all the spiritual and always the action was missing. You know, everything was happening in my head. But in mm -hmm. my day-to-day -day life, nothing was happening. I knew it all. You know, I knew, oh, I could tell you everything about how great gratitude is. But my life changed when I sat down and write, wrote three things that, are, that I'm grateful for every day. And also not from one day to another, but from one year to another. So... Maybe it's a mix. I think we are all spiritual beings, but one without the other doesn't go. If you are just action oriented, you can come to a certain success, but you will never feel the happiness or the peace that you feel when you also, when you have a bigger purpose, when you're spiritual. And if it's all spiritual, then it's also difficult to get there. I mean, for me at least. So when you talk about the law of attraction or something, I believe in it, but I believe in it that you have to do something that just sitting on the couch and manifesting, for me, it didn't work. Maybe there are some people it worked for. So I'm like the mixture. I think I have like a little bit yeah, for everyone, right? So to say, okay, if you have manifested and you're not where you are, well then try my method or try doing a little bit the habits and try writing down some goals and writing down all the good things you did in your life because a lot of things, you know it and that's 
by Love Yourself First is my favorite book now nearly because it's about self-love and self-love is very important in days like today. I think many people are lacking it and it's not selfish to love oneself. It's the opposite. The better we, the more we love ourselves, the more we can love others and bring good into the world. And that's another one of these things, right? Mm, it is, it is, it is. It's, uh, well, you said a lot there. <laughs> you said a lot there. there. There's a lot. I mean, I really feel like I could talk to you all day on this and I know that we are, I don't wanna, first of all, let me ask, does anybody have any questions that they'd like to ask? Questions or comments that you'd like to ask, Mark? Um, we have been reading your books and honestly, what, what last year's, like I said, we're in our fourth year of conversations Fantastic. and yes, yeah, it's, it's really a beautiful thing. It allows us to really deeply grow. Um, last year, our conversation was on living the law of attraction. And I'll tell you, we went over a myriad of different tools and tricks and different things that we can do to improve our lives. And at the end of last year, we realized that this conversation this year has to be geared more towards a little bit self-discipline because we could think that to we're blue in the face, but unless we actually really do these little things, nothing's gonna happen, which is why your books are important for this year's conversation. <laughs> so no comments or anything other than a, a hello to Mark or any kind of anything, any comments at all? Don't so be your shy. books are <laughs> don't be yeah, shy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think your books are pretty straightforward, yeah. you know. Uh, Ginny, can you hear me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hi, Mark. Hello. I'm Ginny. I just got back from tennis. That's why I look like this. <laughs> um, so I have a question. I think uh, Jen was saying the other day in the readings that you deactivated your social media. Okay. I, I had them deactivated. Now I'm back on, but I'm like always with one and a half feet out again because from um, just, I mean, I use it. I like to use it to be in contact with my readers, but for mostly it wastes my time. And I'm actually just on it because I can sell books with Facebook ads and I'm not doing it yet. So in the moment where I decide I won't use Facebook ads for selling my books, I will be out of Facebook and Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn because I think LinkedIn is a very good um, uh, social media yeah, professional and it's not so gossipy and not such a big waste of time. I can also, it's about myself, about self-discipline. I can handle myself on LinkedIn. I cannot handle myself on Facebook or Instagram once you go in there, you know, and then you look up and two hours have gone and that's what I was going to say. I'm very addicted and I've been on it for 13 years. I have this like fear of missing out on something. Somebody's, you know, I can tell you, I was aged or something. <laughs> I know I had the same thing. I was off Facebook from January 2021. Yeah, to one year, best year, best year of my life. I didn't miss anything. Uh, I had more time. I was happier because do you want it or not? There will always be something on Facebook that triggers you somehow, you know, somebody saying something that you don't like or something. And when this was away from my life, I was really a lot happier. So that's incredible. So. So how do you thing. get off? How do you de how do you just get off when you have oh. other like the conversations oh. or. Uh, I told them where I am. So I said, yeah, my email. And then, but nobody cares actually. So I have like 3,000 <laughs> Facebook fans. Nobody cares. You know, the, you will be in touch with the same people that you're always in touch because they will find a way to contact you. And the rest, you will have 5,000 Facebook friends less. But so I also, in my, in my relationships, I am do quality, quality over quantity. So my important people were still there. And all the distraction was gone. So that was fantastic. Okay. That's an, that's a, and you do it cold turkey. You do it cold turkey, but you can probably do a, a cold turkey. Like, okay. Cold turkey, but you can probably make your last. So, uh, of course, yeah, because I, I like, I actually deactivated. So, because I could say, yeah, okay, you can make a, a message like find me, but maybe a week before you can say, look, guys, I'm, I'm leaving for a while. 
here is my contact, my email or something. But then you have to really leave because many times there are people like they're like, oh, I'm leaving social media and then they never leave, you know, and then people right. will say, okay. <laughs> right, right. You can um, even just taking the app off of your phone helps yep. a lot. So you have to go True. to the physical computer, True. Uh, which I tried for a while because, yeah, it's like constantly calling me. Um, but I post a lot for 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 our Zen stuff, so it exactly professionally for you. You use it professionally. I, I don't, it. I don't use it professionally. I don't have a group and anything. So for me, it's really no problem at all. Uh, uh, but then, yeah, everybody of us has a little bit of FOMO. I actually got back up on because I missed two groups, two readers groups and author groups, which are very important. And then I. Actually, so they wrote me messages, but of course you don't get the messages anymore. But now I'm, I have also their emails and everything. So I guess I could actually go, go again and <laughs> enjoy the newfound time. It does create time, no doubt about it. Thank you, Ginny. Uh, Kim, did you have a question or comment? Yes, I do. Hi, Mark. Thank I'm you. Kim. Hello. Hi, Kim. Um, my question is I'm in the midst of I started a couple of good habits, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the back of my mind, like right now, it's really great because I have a lot of incentive and stuff like that. Is My fear is that it won't last. I won't be able to keep it up. Um, how do you, how do you make you're doing habits it. last? You're, you're, you're doing it. You're just doing right. it. Yeah. You keep them last. Don't forget about this little gremlin that tells you it won't last or whatever they don't even have to la last over one of my great uh, things that i found out which i'm surely not the only one that find it out but when I, I got aware of it it's like look how does it normally work with habits we get some good habits we do them and then we we miss ones and then we say oh god i'm a loser i knew it i can't do it and then we stop doing it right now see my approach um if you do something four times a week you know, you do your habit four times a week, it's five, it's better. And then you miss three days, but you don't give up. You do it another four days and another five days. So in a year, you will have that thing. Instead of having made 14 times and stopped, you will having, have it, done it over 250 times. That will make a difference in your life. So just, you know, it's not a problem. You're not in competition. You're just mm -hmm. doing it for you. And when you, you need to be, and that's also... Where the self-love comes in, be very nice to you, Kim. You know, because this will also, if you practice gratitude, I think this will also silence this voice because gratitude is like an antidote to everything. And then just when you, when you do something and then you fail, just talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend. So imagine your best friend would tell you, oh yeah, I'm doing this habit, but now I didn't do it for two days. I'm such... I'm such a failure. What would you do, your friend? To say your friend, you would say, "No, you're not. Start again." So we have to talk to ourselves like we would talk to our best friends, and don't you worry. And if you miss a day or two or three or a week, no problem. You start again. So the great thing about habits is because it has to do with our neuron, neural neuronal pathways in our brain. So when you're doing habits, you're building new ones. You're building new connections. So when you stop doing the habit, but then go back to it after time, it will be easier to pick it up again than when you hit it the first time. So you're already winning, basically. Okay. You already have this advantage. And then it's not a, as I said, it's not a, a competition, you know? You do it for you. And so I also have bad habits because this is the life. Life is like this. So you do a lot of good habits, then when it goes very well, sometimes some bad habits sneak in. So my 30 days has 100 habits, not 94 habits. I have done them all, not all of them all the time, because that's just impossible. But I always try to do five habits. And then comes a time, for example, my time management became so good that I could slip again in bad habits because I had so much time. And then you get bored and then you watch TV again when I didn't watch TV for a year or so, right? So it's not a problem. It's like evolution. Mm. Sit down every now and then. Think reflection is very important. And above all, be very nice to you. You have come a long way. 
That is so right. True. That is so true. Goodness. Thank goodness. you. Thank You're you, Kim. Thank you, yes, Kim, Kim, because it's it's true and it's real. But yeah, and that's yeah. Well, what if this doesn't last? Because I I have that too in a bit, you know, a bit of that background. Yeah. But uh, you know, I say, well, I'm the one making these decisions <laughs> to yeah, do it yeah. or not do it. So I can control this. <laughs> you got just do it every day a little bit. Do it, do it, do it. So for example, I'm walking every day 10 to 15,000 steps and I've done that now for a long time, over two years. And now I'm getting tired of it. So now it has become like a, yeah, something like I'm like a must, you know? So I, I allow myself to not walk 10,000, you know, to say, okay, twice a week I can walk 8,000. It's not a problem, it's still better. And it's still so many more steps than five years ago when I didn't count my steps and maybe walk three or 4,000 a day. So we, we go adapting because it has to be fun also. Mm. Mm. For sure. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Does anybody else have any comments or questions for Mark? Oh, okay. Um, I've heard you say, Mark, that it's the doses that make the poison. Can, can you explain that? A little bit uh yeah too much of it too much of something is bad uh, one one drink is okay eight drinks is not okay mostly um so the doses makes the poison uh i coca-cola i'm a big so coca-cola is my addiction i try to not drink a lot of this sweet sugary stuff but every now and then i, I drink one and still, if I drink two a week, the doses is a lot better than I would if I would drink 10 a week. And mm -hmm. even with walking, so it goes both, both ways. If we overtrain, it's also not harming to us. Same harming that under train. So we have to find the balance. Mm -hmm. And of course, this goes for everything. Everybody has some negative thoughts, not a problem. We deal with them. But if I have only negative thoughts, then I have a problem. Right, what, which is actually the, the kind of the next question. We did talk about gratitude a little bit. I have power of gratitude in my notes that uh, this is a science. Ooh, yeah, biggest discovery, I get goosebumps now that we talk about it. it was yeah, well, you said it's the easiest habit to commit to and it's scientific. It's the most powerful, it's scientifically proven. It's the most powerful, it's incredible. I wrote this little book because I said, I have to write it. And there were many author friends who said, you don't write it. You can't write it. It has only 12,000 words. Your readers will be mad at you. They will think you, you BS them. I said, no, I have to write this book, but I can't write more than 12,000 words about gratitude because that's about it. You know, I don't want to put a lot of stuff in there just to make the book thicker. So it's really the most magical thing ever. And we've heard a lot talk about gratitude everybody talks about gratitude opera show vitali and we always said oh, i always said oh yeah, yeah that sounds good mm -hmm, great but when i again when i got this pen and i started and i was in a very low point because it was when i was jobless i said okay nothing to lose i remember it was in november i don't know exactly which if it was the 7th or the 13th november 2012 or 13 12 and i wrote I'm grateful for the coffee I had today. I'm grateful for the good work I did today. I'm grateful for my friends and I feel the gratitude. And then I did this every day and it took still a while until success came. But I, today I consider it as one of the most important ingredients to my success. The more grateful I became, the more happy I became, the more successful I became and it's scientifically proven the power of gratitude. So if you do it for three, four weeks, so you write down three things you are grateful for and it doesn't have to be big things. You know, I'm grateful for my house or for my fridge. You know, you can even be grateful for your fridge or I am grateful for, for my computer or you can be grateful for your AC if you're in Florida and things like that, right? So, and you do it and this will cause you, it will, literally rewire your brain it will you will see more of because what our focus on we see more of so suddenly you will see all the things around you that you can 
be grateful. And that, so it multiplies and it's just amazing. And then the scientific results of that are you sleep better, less prone to depression, more sociable, less headaches. So all the good things that we, if there was a pill, we would buy it right away. So you get all this from gratitude. And Robert Emmett wrote a book. He is the one who studied it scientifically and it's called Gratitude Works. And it's very funny because I taught a class on happiness uh, in a business school in Barcelona five, six years ago. And so the students, they always had to do their homework in my class was only they had to resume the class, like 500 words, their takeaway, what was good about the class today. And they had to write down three things they are grateful for every day. And that was their homework. So they had to do it. And I told them, if you don't want to tell me, you write beep but I want you to do the exercise. And then, of course, that was the happiest class of the, of the <laughs> business school afterwards. And it was really, there was one girl, I remember she was very shy, uh, never like in class, she wanted to, she hit so, so that nobody talks to her. And, and then I read her homework and after three, four, five weeks, it was exactly that time she wrote, I'm grateful that I have more friends now. I'm grateful that I sleep better. So all this, what Emmett said, this benefits of gratitude, I could see it in first person. And many times I also get email from people that really they started with that. And there are people who, who, who got divorced after it and said, wow, I got out of an abusive relationship or, or I was, one guy wrote me some time ago, he was like really like living with his parents and a bad job he hated. And then he just said, okay, give it a shot with the gratitude and within one year, now he has a, shares a house with his best friends and found the love of his life. So it's fantastic. And this can really happen to everyone. And I always say, if gratitude doesn't work, then the only time I saw it not working is, or you don't put the emotion in it, which is very important. We know that the emotion of gratitude, we have to put it in it when we write it. And there was one lady and she wrote, so was an assume like with you guys, and I saw her face, I said, and it was like, we hadn't seen for three weeks. And I said, when did you stop your the gratitude exercise? And she was like, he got me. How the hell, heck did he? I said, I can see it in your face. Your face is different. And then she told me, well, yeah, I stopped just after our last call. And I said, what happened, right? Because I was a coach. So I have to, like a private detective asked, like, why? What happened? She said, yeah, well, it didn't work. And I was like, mm, yeah, very strange because normally it works. So tell me, what did you do? And he said, well, I wrote down, at least I have a house, at least my kids like me. And yeah, I see, I see you nodding or shaking the head because it's exactly that. No, it's not gratitude, at least that's scarcity. And what happened to her? More scarcity because um, it goes both ways. So we need to do our gratitude. Like I am grateful for, and, and so, Somebody else wrote me, yeah, but I can't be grateful for the bad things that happened in my life. Yeah, and then we have to find out because what, when I say I'm grateful for bad experience in my life, I feel grateful for that experience and I have it in my mind decoded as yes, thanks to that experience, I became a better person. But if you probably, I can imagine if you only say, okay, I, I'm thankful for bad experience and then think about this bad experience and how it hurt you and everything then I can imagine it doesn't work. So what you uh, connect with it in your mind is also very important, right? Mm, so, how you perceive it, how you perceive it. How you perceive it. So if I say, I'm, I'm happy for my, my ex-wife leaving me, I'm, or I'm grateful. Yeah, I am grateful. I can feel the gratitude because after that, I became who I am, right? But if I would have... If I would, how you say, like, if I would be mad at her, say, oh, I'm grateful, then it would do the opposite. I would get more and more miserable because it's what I perceive, how, what it represents for me in that moment when I'm grateful for. We don't have to make it so complicated. You can say, I'm grateful for my mother, my fridge, my coffee, but just in case, <laughs> when you do, when you get to these things, know that, yeah, you can be grateful for bad experience in your life, but then you have probably, it's like you are grateful for what they made you, not for right. the experience itself. 
it's the 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 focus of your energies uh, either the energy of the lack or the so it's exactly. a lot the the language used exactly and the, the feelings, language used which the, the feelings, feelings you put into it so to really feel the gratitude hmm. um let's see we have 15 minutes so i'm gonna skip over a couple of these things let me yeah, ask, ask, you about, ask ask all we can do an hour now when i already talked <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have any questions before I continue on? Anybody else have anything? Because a couple new ladies came on. Comments or anything, just let me know. Um, yeah, so uh, I just wanted to talk about for a moment happiness and maybe the effects of COVID and happiness, how that affects, how that affected you. And then um, to kind of piggyback on that is, have you implemented any new habits to assist your mindset during COVID and or the current circumstances going on in the surrounding countries? Those are some very good questions because COVID hit me harder than anything. And it was my expectations. Because from history, we knew that normally humans in crisis, we stick together. When there's a crisis, we become more solidarity and everything and this time it splitted us so the division for me was like i was like under shock of everything i saw <laughs> so for me covid yeah was different i didn't think it so for, for on the one hand i already lived uh, my life the way that i would have learned from covid like appreciate appreciation appre appreciate every work be thankful for every walk you do be grateful for your work. I, I have spent love, lots of time with my loved ones. I'm not overworked. So when COVID started, I was like, wow, great. Many people get the chance to be with the family. You know, many fathers will actually have like six or nine weeks, nine or six or three months with their kids, which is something that they will miss later if they don't do it. But then it got like his own yeah, dynamic. And I, I wasn't happy with it anymore so at the end what i learned of covid is that i have to that there's and it's the same thing like always there are things we can influence and there are things we can change and i have become a, a victim in that because i felt that i am my government is doing too much you know they're they're doing things when in spain we were six weeks we were like locked up we couldn't go out i was on my boat i couldn't go out police was there standing with machine guns and like, no, this is not a world I want to live in, right? But then from this, you can learn. I said, okay, uh, what can I influence? I can influence my closest friends, my family, and, and be of support for them. So that was one of the learning points. But it's something, yeah, COVID only catalyzed it more because there was a lot of division in the world already. And now there's more. But then again, we go, we are spiritual people. We go, so for me, it's always a sign when I see something in the outside world to look at me and say, ooh, if I meet division everywhere, I have to look in within me. Maybe I'm divided or what is there? What is that? What do I have to learn from this situation? And that's, I'm still, it's an ongoing work. Eh? <laughs> It's an ongoing work. So, it yeah. is. Yeah, it totally is. It, and you're, you're right. It's, um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on for sure. Um, and my, for me, the problem with COVID was my, my core values. When we, are, when we talk about values, which are the things that, are, that fuel you. For me, my core values are independence, freedom, and traveling. They took it all away. The most important for me they took it away and it was very difficult to deal with for me because and then it was in the same time when i finally got rich so finally after long of years of suffering you know every year in new year's eve i make a plan for the year and i always wrote down my goals and i always knew i will i will have half of them and then i wrote down all the places that i will travel maybe that i want to travel maybe eight places and i know okay you can go to two because money will Will be enough for two and the other six six you have to do and then in 2020 i remember as it was yesterday january 2020 i was sitting there i had my list i said wow this year i can travel to all the places i want to travel because i finally made a lot of money on amazon and two months later everything was closed and i'm like oh 
So that's a little bit egoistic, but it's in the context of my core values. So I understand now why it hit me so hard because my three core values, if, if those were not my core values, if my core values were solidarity, loneliness, then COVID would have been amazing for me because that would have covered my, my core values. Right. It's very interesting. It's very yeah. interesting. It, I, I, um, I do value a little bit of that solidarity and, and I found it a bit refreshing that nobody is going, I can't go anywhere and nobody can come over. And it was really pretty cool. <laughs> I, I know that isn't traveling what, because nobody traveled anymore. So you, are, you always had like two, three seats next to you when you traveled. The, the few of us, had, I did some travels. So it was fantastic. It was the best traveling. Airports was, was empty. And now I travel and I'm like, oh, these airports are too full. The airports are too full. I don't know. Yeah, because now everybody, of course, everybody wants to travel again. And it's a lot of oh, yeah. traffic everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. and planes are late again, like half an hour or an hour while during the COVID pandemic, you were always on time. No, no, no plane was late, right? So, yeah. So little bit by little bit, I mean, we have to learn what we can. Now there's another, uh, yeah, another catastrophe around the corner with the, with the war and inflation and all this. And you know, when I, when I think as a, I never understood when I think, yeah, some word Jesus Christ said, I can't now remember it, but also Buddha or everybody said, when you are in peace, everything around you can crumble and you will be still in peace. And it's the first time I understood it because I'm pretty, all, when we have in mind what's happening, which is like traumatic, I'm pretty centered and pretty calm because I know what can I do and what do I have to accept? And I feel also I'm prepared. I did everything I can do to be prepared. And then it's like, just, yeah, we have to ride it out, do, do the best we can, be nice to our neighbors. You know, again, it comes down. Now I'm concentrating here on my street, on my neighbors, on my family. And if we all do this, then the world will be fine. Because, and it's the only thing we have to do. You know, we only have to keep our microcosm okay because it will be contagious to, to all the other people. Do you that's, how you, that's how you change the world. Yeah, do you have a meditation practice? Uh, yeah, but I, I do guided meditation. So I listen to meditation and then I fall asleep. So there are two schools. <laughs> One school says, yeah, if you fall asleep, it doesn't work. And the other school says, no, when you fall asleep, it's great because it goes directly to the subconscious. So of course I believe in the second school. Yeah, but that's my meditation. So I've a couple of times, so before going to sleep, I do a meditation. And sometimes in the afternoon also when I do my a little power nap also with a guided meditation. I'm a fan of guided meditations. Actually, I offer them and you're certainly welcome to come to one at any time if you'd like to. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> can you talk a little bit about patience then on this? Patience? Oh, I don't know if I can talk about patience because I'm not a very patient person, <laughs> even if I seem like it, even I've, no, no, see, yeah, so patience is a thing I have to work on. So yeah, it works. So sometimes, for example, but it's good that you ask because now I can repeat how I could work with patients. So for example, a supermarket. If you ever see me in a supermarket, never line up behind me because it will always be the line that takes longest. I have this, this gift to always, but now. Thank you, Kim. Kim's got to go to work. Thank you so much for coming okay. by. Bye-bye. So now when you are in a line, instead of saying, being all impatient, so I can, yeah, meditate or do the Ho'oponopono or something, or do my gratitude exercise. So that's one thing. But from naturally, I'm not a very patient person. Well, because when, from when we decide that we want to do something and from when it, to, to when it comes to fruition, there's a big time period. Oh, there I'm patient. That's fine. That's, yeah. So now you opened another thing for me. Exactly. I'm not patient in everyday life. So in a restaurant, food better comes quickly or, or no long lines. But yes, I had a godly patience in this, on this way of seven or eight years to go from shopless to earning quite good money on Amazon. Uh, yeah, because 
probably because of belief and because I knew I have to be patient. It's oh, very easy. So, yeah. so it's, it's uh, you know it's going to happen, so you're really not that worried about it. You, you know it's going to, it's just keep doing it, just keep exactly. putting that foot, foot. Wow, that's, you know, it's, and it, the, the, the thing that gets me is the simplicity of all this. This is practicing It's not only possible, it. it's, it's a condition. You need to be patient. The only thing that can happen to you on the way is that you give up too early. So then you have only these two options and then you have to be patient. When I go to a restaurant and it take too long with the food, I can go to another restaurant and get my food there. But on my way, on my life journey, I can't be, there are only, there's like only two options, give up or be patient. So, so, so then I have to be patient. Mm. Mm. And it's just doing it. So practice it for 30 days and what happens? Yeah, and then for another 30 days and another 30 days and another 30 days, I have to say, so 30 days is a marketing title. So I had this book about, so when I finished the manuscript, I didn't have a title for the book. And then I had like a list with 20 or 25 possible titles and subtitles. And then I was on Ibiza, wonderful meal with my best friend uh, on a, in a wonderful restaurant, great views. And I went to wash my hands. And then it came to my 30 days. It came to my mind, right? And I said, oh, 30 days, very good title because, so, because I would say 70% of the habits that are in the book, you can automize in 30 days because they say habits to, to create a habit, it takes between 21 and until 188 days or whatever. So, but I think, first of all, it depends on the person and the habit. So the easy habits you can have in five or six days. The tough habits like getting up at six and go running for 10 kilometers or 10 miles, that will be a habit that will take very long until you automize it. But 30 days was a, a great title, but it, it was that. And then the subtitle was change your habits, change your life. And the message is really, so it's not like you read the book in 30 days, the world is in order. So no, it's just no, in 30 days, you have a couple of habits. And then you do them over and over and over again. It doesn't stop. So that's also the thing. You don't stop anymore. That's why it doesn't matter how many days it is until it's a habit because you decide for a behavior that you want to implement and that will make you better. So you just do it and you hopefully never stop again or maybe you stop and then you start it again. But that's the important thing. But what I realize is um, uh, I'm just five years into my healing journey, but as you allow yourself to get to that level, say you do practice it for 30 days, you will notice a change in your life. And then the thing is, if we could continue it. We kind of get mm -hmm. to different levels that we would never yes. even be able mm -hmm. to experience or comprehend unless we go and allow ourselves to get there. So it's pretty fascinating. And then you, just your, I think this is your latest book, the Why Me Here yeah. Now. Yeah. That's your latest book, How to Stop Feeling Lost, Find Your Purpose, and Live a Meaningful Life. Is this, um, you, you want to say a little bit, this is about our purpose. Do you want to say yes. a little bit about this book? Yeah, I think, I actually think this is my best book, my most honest book, because of course you always, also as a writer, you improve with every, and I got open up with every more book. And, I'm, and uh, it's very close to my heart because I was lost for 40 years. It was for me the biggest challenge was always what's the purpose? Why am I here? What am I doing here? And I found my purpose some years ago, and it's fantastic. And then I said, okay, let's write a book about it so I can share my experience and maybe help people find their purpose. Because who better to write about the many books about purpose? Why not a guy who was lost for 40 years, right? It's another perspective. And I also made a very a pretty cool discovery and I did it when I was teaching the class because there was also one class about purpose because we always like yeah we're looking for the purpose and then that's how I started book. what if you already know your purpose and you just don't have the courage to live it because that was exactly what happened to me when I asked myself the question what am I here for what do I do here the first time when I was 21 22 years old I said to myself, I want to write books, I want to inspire people, I want to speak. And then the same little 
Kremlin said to me, who are you to do that? No, no, you better, you, you are 22 years old. Nobody will listen to you. You better go study economy now and forget about this stuff. And then when I was 40, jobless, and had time again to think about it, and I asked myself the same questions again, and I got the same answer. So that was mind boggling for me. So that's why I came up and said, maybe we all know our purpose all along and we just don't listen or we are too scared to take the call or whatever our, our yeah. critic is too, too big. No, and so, I'm so I was so happy that I did it. Look what I'm doing now. I'm writing books. I'm inspiring people that at least my, my lovely readers tell me. And every now and then I do a speaking in front of crowds. It's amazing. And now, it is amazing. For, and now I have to look for new goals and, and a new purpose because it's funny. Nobody tells you, you know, everybody tells you what to do, how to become successful, how to get your goals, how to find your purpose. But once you get there, it's pretty strange because you work for this all the time and suddenly you got it and like, okay, and now what's next, right? And I, I'm in this now since, of course, also with COVID, unfortunately, it happened at the same time. So I'm like, ooh. So I'm constantly I'm, thinking again about, okay, what's next, right? What is my next purpose? I know that already giving back is something for my purpose, so I'm doing that, but what's next, right? And yeah, it's uh, exciting. And it's, and if, as I said in the beginning, I think my purpose pushed me through when I was close to, to, to give up because there was something still, you know, that, no, I want to try it. I want this. Come on, keep on a little. And, and what a, a great phrase that always helped is from Tol Thomas Edison. I think the, the best way to succeed is just try one more time or something like that. And I thought so much of his phrase of the proverb. Like, okay, one more time, come on, one more time. And if you try one more time for 50 times, I tell you sooner or later it will work. Then I can yeah. tell you again, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's that's totally what I love so much is is again I'm going back to the simplicity of it it's like the things are not hard they're not you don't it doesn't it, it's not much of anything it's just doing it it's just small doing stuff and it. be very nice to yourself be your best buddy you know you are in this alone and if you don't treat yourself nice and if you don't believe in you uh, then the others won't if you do you don't need the others to believe in you because then it doesn't matter and then believe me when you become successful they will all come and say we all we knew it we knew it all the way that you're gonna make it right right, so, right, yeah, right. Yeah. but the you feedback are the one. yeah feedback you is are, very important though when you get when your readers tell you stuff i would say absolutely that, absolutely that's why i'm also happy to jump with you on the zoom today oh yeah so, because I, I really appreciate it and i appreciate all the emails i get and of course, I can tell you, you told you wrote such a nice email that it was difficult to say no to you, right? When somebody writes something, I'm just some being nice honest. words to you, yeah. You know, when somebody writes nice, nice, it's so easy, you know. Somebody writes nice words to you, it's difficult to say no, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's a it's a technique. It's an art to to writing an email, isn't it? Because it's I want to relay some emotion. Uh, and loving energy to yeah. you. Does anybody have any questions or comments before we ask uh, Mark to say his final words? Are we good? Awesome, awesome. Mark, what do you want to leave us with? What, what's the thought? Uh, just do it. So if you, you can do anything, if you put in the work, and if you take one thing, if you want to start with one thing today, the gratitude exercise I just warmly recommend it because it's the one that will make a lot of difference. It's like a catalyst for everything else. A catalyst, you call it catalyst, right? It makes everything else easier. Mm. Gratitude because you will become more optimistic, happier, all these good ingredients. And that's it. If a, if a guy from Germany who speaks English like I do can do it from jobless to living basically my dream life. Everybody can do it. We have to know what is our dream life. So there's a lot of soul searching to be done. And I am doing it since eight years, more than in the 40 years before, but it had great fruits and it's fantastic. You know, the better you know yourself, the better everything gets. 
Oh, awesome. Awesome. I just want to let you know in the, sh in the chat box, we have a lot of people saying thank you so much. Grateful for your time thank today. You. Very inspiring, motivating. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. And we have somebody that's with their baby, uh, grandbaby, so they can't chat. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Seeing a lot of thank yous. Thank you guys. Um, I wanted to give, uh, if you want to work with Mark directly, you can contact his homepage at Mark Recklau. That's R, it's Mark with a C. M-A-R-C, mm -hmm. and it's reklau.com. You'll also find a free PDF download on that site with worksheets Work to get sheets, you started yeah. on your way. You can also connect with Mark on, right now, Instagram. Right now, it's still Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Limited the, time offer. The best is email. I really love email. my emails because I'm old school and I can answer them when I want usually like within 48 hours I answer and yeah yep I will also send out, I'll send all his information in a follow-up email along with the link to this replay Mark thank you again so thank very you. much for sharing so openly um, we're grateful for your time and your loving energy loving thank energy. you grateful for some of the questions you you made because they got something going because the COVID thing really I I thought I should I should have, with all my knowledge, I should be I should have been able to deal with it a lot better, and it really got to me sometimes. So, because we have all the tools, and yeah, it's, again, we're it's being gratitude, tested. Gratitude, medi meditation, those are the things that bring us through these. Tough but there's a lot. Times. Though. There's so many things, too. No, it's like yeah, everything in the, the past century, we got it now within two years. You know, we got a pandemic, a war, inflation, recession, whatever. But we have to be, yeah, we right, get through right. and we pull through one endurance. way or another. Endurance, endurance. Yep. All right. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Thank you all for coming. Um, and we'll see you next time. Please visit zenfulconversations.com and sign up for more of these wonderful conversations. Mark, in gratitude. Thank in you. Gratitude. Namaste, everyone. Namaste. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.